You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it to so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause without a man. But you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to AV Underground, the podcast where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator. I'm Josh Needham. Uh, I'm unfortunately not joined in studio today by my co-host, Watson. He wasn't able to make it this week. So what I have for you is a little different. It's a little special. So many years ago, when I first started out with Yeah Dude, we made ourselves a YouTube channel and started trying to network ourselves on the internet through Twitter and through YouTube and figuring out what was going on. And I made a handful of friends that I considered my YouTube friend group back then. And since then, it's been a few years. Many of us have drifted apart. But a few of them I've been able to get back in contact with. And today, what I'm going to share with you is part interview, part conversation between myself and streamer Mooncat, previously Catharsis. And, well, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of intro because we do get a lot of our backstory there, but it was a very exciting interview to have. I'm very glad that she took the time out to sit down and chat with me about things that have been going on and where she's at now. I think you guys will enjoy it. So without further ado, here's me and Mooncat. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. I. It feels like it's been forever since our last meeting. Two years. Two years, three years. It, yeah. I think it was three. So for yeah. those that don't know, <laughs> I wanted to start off a little bit uh, with the beginning when we met <laughs> back in the good old days, the glory days, if you will. Oh, God. Of YouTube. The weeby days. Oh, the my nerdy, God. The nerdy, the nerdy, and just derpy days of YouTube. They certainly were. You had the, uh, the superpower of lag, as I recall. <laughs> yes, I did. I had the suckiest so- internet. And it made for some really good laughs. So you went from back back in the day, your handle that we all knew you as was Catharsis. Yes. And now you are Mooncat. I am Mooncat. Mm-hmm. So with a T and the E at with, the end. Yeah, with a T E at the end. Like why? Why? I'm like, why not? It sounds classier. It does. It's like that's part of why it made it so hard for us to ever find you again, and why you seem to drop off the face of the planet. So I kind of wanted to start, I kind of wanted to start there and, you know, only in details you're comfortable sharing, like what took place, what was the the transformation like from Catharsis to Mooncat and and how has that been? It was just, you know, it's a lot of reasons. One of the reasons that I can say is that um, whenever I would introduce myself, people would always call me Kath online. As a shortening for Catharsis? Yes. People would always call me Kath, and then they would assume that my name was like Catherine or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. My name is like totally at the end, which, you know, of course, not a lot of people will be able to tell at first. But then I was like, you know what? At some point, I just realized that I've been holding on to that for so long. The whole catharsis thing. Just kind of time for a rebranding or? Yeah. And like keep things simple. A lot of people have assumed that 
the reason why I changed to Mooncat was because of my character in FF14. That's not true. No. Mooncat was actually because I love Duchess from Aristocats. Nice. <laughs> and I love anything to do with the moon. Oh, yeah. She's my favorite kitty. Yeah. <laughs> my God, oh, that's, yeah. that's a throwback. I haven't seen Aristocats in a long while. It's good. I appreciate the reference, though, because what a great movie. Scales, scales and arpeggios, my dude. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, what was your biggest pushing, like, I guess, what was your biggest, uh, reasons for moving from YouTube to Twitch, moving from like pre-recorded content and let's plays over to something that's more of a live streaming platform. And how long ago was that? It's just that, um, uh, one of the major goals that I had with my YouTube channel was that I wanted to record gameplay as natural as possible. You know, no overhyped shit, none of that pretentious stuff to draw in the viewers and just relax and just enjoy the games as they are and connect with viewers because of it. And that's why, you know, I was catharsis because I do love really good storytelling and games that, you know, make you make you think. And when I shifted to Twitch, I was just like, you know what, that that platform can actually help me get there and help me achieve that goal. And so I shifted. Like I had been streaming on on YouTube for a while just to test the waters and see how it goes. Turned out pretty well, actually. That's good. Yeah. Like I think the most I had was like 12 viewers at the time. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. I I was hitting like single digits. If we're talking like numbers, oh yeah, single digits. But for the most part, I just didn't care. I just liked the fact that I was able to live stream and not have to worry about, you know, recording stuff and editing stuff. Yeah, I think it saves on a lot of time. But a lot of people are just like very flustered mm-hmm. by the fact that it is live. So like you have to interact with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, still have my moments. I was gonna I say, was there any moments. apprehension think... with uh, with live streaming for that purpose? A little bit. It was just daunting to me that I was actually talking to people, you know, like live. It was compared to actually recording stuff and everything would be calculated and everything. But with live streaming, it was just like, no, you know what? What's the difference? I'm still talking to people. It's just that now people are responding back instead of me just, you know, directing stuff one way. Right. What was it that? Because you said you started live streaming on YouTube to test the waters. What is it that mm-hmm. pushed you to the Twitch as a platform rather than just staying on YouTube? It was just the saturation. Because at the time, YouTube gaming had just started. And people were still on the fence about it. You know, they were like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work out. And Twitch was already established at the time. Yeah, so of course people would gravitate towards a platform that had already established itself. And... That was what drove me to Twitch. And it seems like you've been doing pretty well at it. I mean, you're, what, associate or affiliate status right now? Or are you actually partnered? No, I'm an affiliate. Is it something that you are pursuing as an actual, like, career path? Or is it just a, a really, really nice hobby? For now, I'm just, you know, it. I think hmm, it's kind of hard because I have mixed feelings about getting to partner. Right. Because for me, it's like I'm the, I'm just an affiliate, but at the same time, I'm like I'm from the I'm at the outside looking in, 
and I've seen how people have changed because of getting partner and I still you know it's, it is a goal oh yeah I mean who doesn't want to sit there and just play games all day and get sponsors <laughs> me my life yes please if if we're talking like realistically like you know actual goals oh yeah who doesn't want to do that but at the same time for me emotionally and mentally speaking I just I'm I'm okay right now. Like I'm I think I'm I'm okay, but I don't want to be too complacent. It's really it's really a fine line sometimes. Cuz then you're like, "Oh yeah, I want to have, you know, I want to have all of that, but then you you know how they say where there are some people who are at the top but then they want to go back to the beginning. You know, they're like, "Oh, I wish I was still new again. Like I don't have to worry about all this stuff." Yeah. I mean, you get to a certain point, I think, and it it can consume you if you let it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm and even thinking worry. about it now. Like, what what would I what will I do when it gets to the point where my chat moves too fast for me to read? Like, I want to interact with people. Yeah, it's it's so funny because I have been affiliate for like two years because I hit affiliate on Catharsis, and then I hit affiliate on Mooncat because it's automatic now. When you hit fifty followers, you get affiliate as oh. long as you hit the yeah as long as you hit the basic achievements to get affiliate. Yeah, you're gonna be affiliate. Yeah, so it's like I've I've essentially been an affiliate for two years now and most people would hit partner within two years or a year and a half or whatever and i haven't yet just because i'm so careful now with who i associate myself with right because there's a lot that goes into with um with twitch anytime i look up videos or anything Mm. on oh how to how to grow on twitch and try and cultivate your own community and a lot of it is just like go forcefully network yourself with people Mm-hmm. No, and realistically speaking, yes, that's it. You have to essentially be a social climber. But that is what, truthfully, is what I'm avoiding. And I was actually asked that question last time. Why aren't you rubbing shoulders? And I'm like, because I've seen how people have changed because of it. And, you know, I mean... Yeah, I guess first impressions last. I mean, it doesn't mean that I hate them. It's just that that's, you know, people like what I've seen are just not the type of people that I would want to rub shoulders with because then I get to imitate their attitude or whatever eventually. Yeah, it's the whole 20% rule of like you tend to emulate the five people you hang around the most. And if those people, if you're surrounding yourself with the wrong types of people, then all of a sudden you start becoming something you don't want to become. I mean, Oscar Wilde wasn't lying when he said, you know, tell me who your friends are. And yeah. I'll tell you who you are. He wasn't lying about that. Mm-mm. And you and I have seen oh, yeah. how people have changed on YouTube when they get up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. It, it, it just feels like when, you know, certain people, like certain um, personalities on Twitch have not learned from the whole YouTube side. I guess people are just children, or we're all children at the end of the day. The more you tell them not to do something, the more they'll do it. Yeah, and I think that the whole industry itself is kind of like, it's still so new. People are still trying to find their way in it, and everyone wants to tell you like they've got it figured out, but really no one seems to have it figured out. And I kind of love that, and I kind of hate that. Like, it's cool to be part of something that is still in its infancy. Mm -hmm. It's also a little terrifying. Well, yeah, because then you, you get to shape how things are gonna end up 
in the future. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look back, it's like, do you really want to leave this impression to people who are new and the new people that you want to be friends with and the people that you want to invite to streaming because you say it's fun, but then it's the complete opposite when they're in it, you know? So that being said, how do you go about bringing new people into your stream? Is it mostly word of mouth? Do you like market yourself to the people around you, like friends and family? How do you go about it? Friends know it. I've had former schoolmates actually eventually find me online. Um, Is that a good thing family, or a bad thing? Uh, I'm neutral about it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was a quiet kid. In, you know in college or whatever it's just like whatever okay hi nice to see you again you know yep but yeah family my nephews know um my younger brother knows my older brothers they you know because they they lived in a completely different generation it's like foreign to them yep you know so it's kind of hard to establish that hey so live streaming is a thing now you know and of course they're gonna because I, I have that fear that when i when i do talk to them about it they're gonna be like why why would you want to broadcast your life online and i'm like no it's just like a completely you know it's just one facet of myself that yeah it's not like you're you, get to see it's not like you're running some sort of a voyeur channel where people are just like watching mm. you live your life <laughs> this every isn't day. big brother right I'm not in big brother yeah which i'm sure <laughs> that would get plenty of views but no Oh God, no! That's like I uh, I had attempted to start a vlog a while back, and I was like, you know what? I I can't, I just can't, because mm. I can't like glorify the highlights of my day, and only really live through my own creations. I was like, I I need to experience my life, not record it and retell it. Oh my it. God, I did used to record vlogs, and you know, it was mostly just like. I try to keep it centered around the whole YouTube thing, like my feelings on recording this and this and this, and like maybe 0.5% of my real life. Because I know that the more that I, you know, let them divulge in my real life, the more they're going to want to know. So I got to, you know, have to keep it controlled and stuff. It's, it's, you know, now that I think about it, it's weird that I even tried to get into the vlogging thing but at the same time for me it was important because um it helped me keep myself in check when it came to my emotions with you know recording and you know what i got done for the day and all of that stuff. i found it was always kind of nice to go back to like i still look back on some of the videos that i like the short vlogs mm -hmm. that i put up yes. when yeah dude was just starting and I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to go back to college. And like now I've graduated yeah. and I'm looking back at it going, right? oh, oh, these were the thoughts and the dreams that I had. And like I as the one who created it, like I can go back and watch it and be like, I know exactly what headspace I was in when I made this. And at least for a lot of the stuff that I've put together, like that's I like going back to them. I don't look back at it and be like, uh, I wish I had never done that in my life. So what do you you say you don't rub a whole lot of shoulders with? Uh, people on Twitch and a lot of the kind of stuff that people will tell you, oh, you're going to fail as a streamer if you don't do this. What do you, how do you go about managing social media? Because I know a lot of people that you want to, they want to get on everything. Like I have to have an Instagram, a Snapchat, a Twitter, a Facebook page, all this stuff. Like you're a corporation. You know, it's, it's, it's really funny because 
I used to think that way too, that I had to spread myself thin. But for me, the way that I promote my stuff is Twitter, mostly. Um, I have Instagram. I have posted some stuff on there regarding my stream, but not a whole lot. It's hard to get exposure on Instagram, I feel like. Because it's so centered around pictures and you have to, you know, dress up and actually put on a mask on Instagram just to get somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's very it's much like the... against... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it's very much like that selfie culture of Facebook, but it's that's the entire platform rather than just a facet of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's it's more about face value than it is about actual content. I mean, I've done some experimenting with Instagram and found that like mm -hmm. I find hashtags to be incredibly effective, which obviously like came from mm -hmm. Twitter, but mm -hmm. the use of hashtags on Instagram I find to be incredibly effective because there are people that monitor certain hashtags and if you if you do it cor I I don't want to say correctly, but right. like there's there are certain hashtags that will actually yeah. But yeah, and I'm assuming you can do the same kind of thing on Twitter, but I found more and more that the the people that I talk to are like generally tend to stick to one or maybe two facets of social media unless they have a production team or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. why why Twitter if you don't mind my asking? It's just it's just simple for me. And it's it's the the updates are live. Like it's a live feed. Um for Facebook for me, I have my reasons why I've completely separated myself for, from Facebook. Um, I feel like that gets just, too just, easy to find your personal information and like... Oh yeah, it's not secure for me. The last thing you, you know, need is like people on the internet finding out your real world existence and... Mm -hmm. The internet's a scary place. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, because nowadays people can't separate, you know, IRL from your online persona and sometimes it is necessary to keep them separated. Yeah. And that was what I realized after all these years. I was like, why? I don't need to broadcast everything about my real life online. I can keep things controlled because essentially the internet is a tool and that's, you know, that's all it is. So I have completely narrowed down my usage of the internet. It's, it's ridiculous. Like a lot of people will probably question like, oh, but you're live streaming. I'm like... Well, yeah, but in terms of, like, broadcasting my thoughts and all of that stuff, I have completely narrowed it down. And most of the time, it's on Twitter and just saying, hey, guys, I'm live. Or if I see something interesting, I'll like it. If I see something funny, oh, yeah, I'll like it and retweet it. But other than that, my interactions with people are mostly on stream. Well, in terms of, like, the internet and stuff. Right. It's mostly on stream. And discord where i have people from like the regulars from my stream and people that i've met in you know the games that i play where they're there and what's really interesting is i've decided to keep my discord invite only because i've had people who would come in and they're either incredibly inactive or they're just there to let's just say fuck shit up right just straight up troll on you. Mm, 
Yeah, because I noticed that when I was like... hanging out in your streams that you have the uh, the bot mm -hmm. that lets people know, like, hey, our Discord community is invite-only, and I was like, I got a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. I try and... I'm assuming you run your own Discord server as well, so, like, you also have yeah. to manage that as well as managing your streams, which is... There's so much mm -hmm. that goes into the backside of streaming that people don't see. Oh, yeah. And then being on Twitter yeah, as well, like... It gets crazy. I keep it centered. Yeah, I keep it centered around those three because if I spread myself too thin, um, I'm gonna burn out. And that's that's that was my one uh, fear in, into going into streaming is that it's gonna burn me out just like how YouTube burned me out. And I don't want that. I want to enjoy, you know, the shift to to Twitch. I want to enjoy streaming. Yeah. first of all it's just like hanging out with friends why would I be burned out with hanging out with friends I shouldn't be you know especially if it's online because you, you do have that veil between you know hanging out with your viewers like you are letting them into a part of your life but but not you know excessively where you do get emotionally drained and you're not supposed to be emotionally drained from that yeah because it's just the internet but you know um, I try to just keep it centered around Twitch, Discord, and Twitter. That's it. I was actually asked the other day, um, you might be limiting yourself, you know, by having uh, an invite-only Discord. And I'm like, well, I don't want 1,000 inactive people on my Discord. Right. It's not about the numbers. It's about the quality of your community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I always remind myself, you know, YouTube... As much as it was a crappy place for a lot of people, it did teach me a lot about, you know, interacting with people and making sure that the people you let in are actually contributing to your growth as a person, as a streamer, or, you know, as a friend or whatever. And it's it's life lessons too at the same time, but we don't want to get too deep into it. Right. <laughs> No, I, think I don't know how a, people are ready for that, but <laughs> I, I think it's a smart move. Definitely uh, having it invite only. I've been into some servers before that I've helped to manage that are just like they have people that will go out and pull more people into the community and build it up. Yeah. And I mean, they've been active people, but not always the best people. And right. I ended up like some of the servers that I've been a part of, I've had to leave. Not my own, thankfully, mm -hmm. but that's because I have full mm -hmm. control there. Like. But when you have to leave a community because you're like, this is far too toxic for me to be around, and you don't want that for your own your own community. You want people to be able to come in and feel like they're part of something. Yeah, exactly. And I try to make people feel included on my on my server. Like most of the people that are on my Discord server are, you know, they obviously play Final Fantasy fourteen. And so, you know, whenever I do a shout in there and like, hey, we're running something. Do you guys want to, you know, hang out or whatever? And thankfully, they're they're open to me streaming other things, you know. It's not just ever fourteen. Although that does happen on Twitch, where when you stream one game for so long, that's what people are gonna look for from you all the time. Thankfully, I've had people on my Discord that are actually open to me streaming different things, and you know, they they don't make me feel like I'm limited to just one thing, and I still get to explore different avenues, which. Those are the kinds of people that I'm looking for. Right. Those are like the um, people that are there for you, not for the game you're playing. Yeah. Mm, not just, you know, people who are going to hang around and then are going to be absolutely inactive for like 10,000 years and 
you know, the only time that they'll pop up again is when you play their favorite thing. Right. Have you had issues in the past with people coming in and being like, why aren't you playing this game? And if so, like, how do you deal with that? How have yeah. you dealt with that? Oh, yeah. I've ha- I have that issue a lot um, where people are like, oh, when are you going to play, you know, this and this and this? I mean, it's like when you ask nicely, it's like, oh, when are you when's your next schedule to play? Um, this game and I kindly tell them oh hey so whenever I play that game it's going to be on this day you know but right now I want to focus on what I'm playing right now because this is what's scheduled for today Yeah. Um, but when people barge in it's like oh this game sucks and it's like oh, what? No. <laughs> what, are you even, what are you even doing here like if it's not the game that you're looking for there's like 10,000 10, other people who are streaming the game that you want and go, go look for them Oh my God, have you had people come in and be like, why aren't you playing Fortnite? <laughs> that would kill me inside. I, I'd probably be like, I'm not Ninja. Right? <laughs> look, there's already one do guy look who like does ninja? that. Yeah. <laughs> Just go there. <laughs> not right, go person. go watch this guy. Yeah, go watch this guy. Uh, I recommend him. He's really good. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had people come in and try and hijack your stream? I had like one dude pop in and was like, yo guys, come check out my stream. And I'm like, a little bit rude, dude interesting because when they made the shift to Mooncat, that didn't really happen did it happen when you were catharsis yeah but that was when they started on twitch so it's like it was just still like fresh yeah so it's like you know people at the time thought the follow for follow was like oh my god (laughs) uh, some people still think it is though for so many reasons frustrating yeah which is so frustrating because it's like people have never learned from the whole YouTube um, bonanza that was, you know. Right. It's just all the same mistakes all over again. Yeah. Sometimes. It's like, nah, you don't, you don't get to do that here. You know, I, I will have mods or I will, my, you know, I myself will time out that person or ban them. And for me, it's I shamelessly ban people whenever they do something like you that. You almost kind of have to. Like, you just tell people up front, like, look, I am very liberal with my ban hammer. Mm, yeah. I make it known that if you spoil shit, if you're... If you if you give me tips or command me to do something without my consent, you're going to get the ban. I have to. Because otherwise, you know, people are not going to toughen up or, you know, sit up straight and actually stop that shit they're gonna think it's okay everywhere you know you kind of have to help keep people in line on twitch it's a big community it really is you you have to contribute somehow if banning is gonna help with that oh yeah by all means but with the right you know reasons right with the right judgment of course i'm not gonna be someone who's gonna tell people oh you should ban them because you know this and this for ridiculous reasons if they are being an asshole though or harassing people or if the streamer has seen this person before and they weren't banned you know obviously i will speak up about it right hey so this person's back because they changed their name or something and they used to be here and they were known as this and this i've had instances too where there would be someone who'd come into my stream and be like uh, so my friend is asking why you banned them and I'm like what I you know they'd say a name that I'm not familiar with and then wh- <laughs> this happened actually recently one of my friends pulled up 
uh, a tool of sorts to see if people changed their name after they were banned. And when that happened, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this person. And of course, you know, the person coming to my stream who was like asking for a friend, you know, asking for a friend. Yeah, the right? typical. <laughs> hey, so uh, I want to know why uh, my friend was banned. They, they barely said anything. I'm just asking for a friend. Well, obviously what and little I, they said. I, oh yeah, I literally told them, you know, I'm going to check that after stream. I'll consult with my mods. And then they were like, okay, thanks. And then they never came back in. I'm like, yeah, pretty obvious why. And I, I never took them off the ban list. Because for me, when it's when you ban someone, it's final. You shouldn't be able to take that back. That's why it's called a ban, because you're not allowed. Right, otherwise just time them out. Yeah, otherwise just time them out or, you know, send them a whisper or something and sort things out. But otherwise, if it's a ban, it's a ban. There's no coming back from that. There's no contest. That's why I put it on my panels is that when we lift the ban hammer, when we actually use it, you don't get to ask to get unbanned. There's no contest to it when you when you get banned. So Yeah, well, because then you get people just asking about it all the time. Like, oh, well, you unban this yeah. person, you unban that person. Mm -hmm. And you're like, all right, yeah. well, <laughs> apparently been too lenient. So what were what were your, if any, like major fears starting Twitch from YouTube? Or was it just kind of like a, hey, I'm already doing content creation. I just, I'll do it live. I have this fear of being too big. Like as far as your following goes? That and exposure. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, one day I'm going to be so big. But eventually it's like something that you think about and, you know, it's going to happen. It's one of those, like, if I'm going to keep pushing this and it's going to keep growing. Yeah. What happens if I actually do get to a point where, like, people know who mm -hmm. I am? I have thoughts like that a lot. Are you, do you still, like, still to this day? Oh, yeah. I still think about it. Do you think it's something no, you and, want and from your streams? Or is it still like, a, I, I just want to stay here forever? 50-50. Because I still want to retain that sense of, I guess, being grounded. And just being able to actually talk to people like they're beside me, you know, rather than... I'm talking to them to a screen uh, through a screen right you know it's it's thoughts like that that really make me wonder about the platform sometimes because I don't want to be that kind of person who's like I do connect with with viewers or, or friends but then when I get up there it's like hey so this video is you know or this the stream is sponsored by you know it's all like monetary right i don't want that you know if anything that kind of thing should be sporadic not you know not overtaking your content yeah then people are gonna be like i mean that's what hap that's what's happening with youtube it all, it all goes back to youtube because i mean they kind of bounce off of each other at the same time because people from youtube are shifting to twitch and you know, vice versa or uh, some other platform you know um because they all mimic each other. And the only difference is exposure. And, you know, what comes with exposure? Like, how you handle things. And that's just... It's just the way it is. Like, I, I think for, for people who came from YouTube, it's a lot more... There's a lot of thought that goes into these kinds of things. Because you don't want to see what you've experienced before. But then, because of those things... 
you want to make sure that how you handle future stuff on Twitch is gonna be different and groundbreaking and more amazing, you know. So, in terms of like my stream, I think a lot about how I just handle the exposure. Yeah, I. It's funny you say that because I've actually had those uh, even back in the days of when we were a ball doing YouTube, and of like. I would love to be at a point where I'm like that big and people know me, but at the same time, it's like I really like having a community where I know the usernames that yeah. are coming into my chat. I can actually get to know people. Exactly. And you get to a certain exactly. point where the human mind just can't maintain any more social connections. And the last thing I ever want to be to anyone is like that guy that says hello and is really nice to you, but then forgets who you are. Yes. You know, like when you meet famous people and you're like, oh, my God, I met, you know, this guy and he said hi to me and we talked for a little while. But, you know, they're not going to remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's also why I don't really aggressively rub shoulders with every other streamer that's up there for me to get somewhere is because I I've you know, I've seen people just use other people. Yeah. And I know that if I get into that pool, I'm not going to get out. Cuz then, you know, people are going to tell you, "Oh, you know, it's necessary. Like you need to do this. You need to do this." It's like, "Do I really if there's another way instead to handle it? If there's a better way to handle it, I might as well take the hard road." But then again, I've always been the type of person who's always followed my own beat and not usually conform you're better that in way of, in terms of like social interaction i know but it bothers me sometimes <laughs> just because of other people or because it makes it more difficult because it's not what everyone else is doing yes because i i feel like i like being different like i've learned to accept that but at the same time it's like what do other people think of me you know which is actually an interesting topic like i because, you know, you make stuff for YouTube for a while. You start seeing some of the comments come in. And, and sometimes there's, like, once you start actually getting comments, it's only a matter of time, really, before you start getting, like, the hate comments. And it's how much do you let the haters of the Internet shape who you are? Mm -hmm. And yeah. how much does it really bother you, like, what people think of you? Because then you have to put up this persona or this front that you're supposed to be this way so that people accept you you're supposed to do this so that people actually take you in and say they're willing to mentor you or something you know oh, it's a crazy world out there do you what did, do you have a set stream schedule for yourself i try to stream daily just because i really enjoy it you know that's I'm good i'm not chasing part i'm not chasing partner like it, it's not you know i'm not aggressively chasing it because i want to enjoy the ride for what it is that's good. I think a lot of people miss out on that. You're so focused on the end of everything that you're you're not really enjoying your mm -hmm. way there. And it's I've you know, I've I've seen this this one person from the whole YouTube side that I <laughs> oh my god, that I was that I actually knew. Um and he's pushing partner and it's like, "Oh my god." Like he blatantly puts it in on his stream. And you know, it does attract attention. And for those that are loyal to you, yes, they will back you up. But 
you know, it's it's so funny because lately I've been reading that when you actually post that, it actually pushes people away. You're like path to partner or aggressively chasing partner because then people know that you're, you know, I feel like viewers and consumers and whatever now are so aware and they're so awake and, you know, they read between the lines now. I love that and I hate that. Like, it's sad that we've yeah. had to get to that point, but there's a part of me, I was watching a really good uh, live stream the other day from Twitch Creator Camp, because, like, whether or not it's yeah. anything I'm going to use, I still like to p try and pick up everything I can. And they were talking about, like, brand deals and sponsors for your channel, and I'm like, and how to handle it ele elegantly. And I'm like, is there a way? Like, I'm going to go find out. And one of the things that some of the streamers were talking about is, like, if you're genuine and, like, you make a good connection with your community, then you really want to make sure that whatever brand is sponsoring your channel or that you partner with later is something that fits well with you and your community because he's like y your community is going to know and they're going to know when you're not mm -hmm. being truthful with them they're going to know when you're not being true to yourself and mm -hmm. they'll call you out on it he's like like if you're a major yeah. health nut and all of a sudden you're advertising red bull and candy bars like yes they know something's up and I, I like that because that it made me feel a little bit better about if I ever decide to go the route of having a sponsor, that it's something that I, people are putting thought of like, well, what what is good and resonates with me and the people that I care about, which is the people who are watching my stream, that mm -hmm. we can actually have a genuine connection rather than just like, I got bought by McDonald's and uh, they're going to pay <laughs> me a lot of money and you're going to notice that uh, everything I have is red and yellow. Um, I'm going to have a quarter pounder every day. Oh my God, have a heart attack on stream, why don't you? <laughs> like, whew. hey, that hey, that happened once to a guy. Did you hear about that? Oh uh, no, I've heard of people like crazy stuff goes on in live streams, right? Like between mm -hmm. uh, swatting people that go on these marathons and end up like having a stroke or something, mm -hmm. and people setting their houses on fire, like all this sorts of crazy stuff comes up. That's actually like there's a lot of scary stuff that goes into live streaming, especially over there where you're at yeah i was gonna say is it any different out where you're at like is the is the culture with live streaming a little less threatening it's it's um it's definitely a thing now over here but the community is is it's small it's it's small it's small over here thankfully you know for me i am you know connecting with people who are on the other side of the world although you know i am as well um Let's just say the speaking English helps. <laughs> I, I would believe that. It's it's an advantage for me. It definitely is. And I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy that I'm able to connect with people from, you know, on the other side of the world. Do you worry about people finding out your like all your real identity and all that kind of stuff on the internet? Is it is that something that you actively worry about or is that more of like our end of the world? Because I know a lot of people over here that I've I spoken to it, yeah. are are like, mm -hmm. I'm afraid because if someone finds out who I am or where I live, then like, they're gonna send people, they're gonna harass me. Like it's it's scary to think about. Yeah, I feel like things over there are more public, and a lot more saturated. Over here, it's a little more. Well, I wouldn't say controlled because then you have people posting the most ridiculous shit everywhere, especially on Facebook. Um. <laughs> 
which is obviously the cesspool for everything ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> but for me, it's uh, I don't know. You know, I've I've really just learned to control my my usage of it. I, you know, I've just really learned to make sure that I'm conscious about what I want to post and what I want to say. That's good. I think I'm at that. I think I'm at that age too, where it's like I want things with substance. I don't want, you know. I mean, it's fine to like nonsense shit, but if I'm gonna convey my thoughts and my feelings, it has to be worth something. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's not. You know, I don't want to be fifty and, you know, look back at my posts and see that oh my god, I was like twenty, twenty. Like I was in my mid twenties when I posted this. I acted like twelve. Like I was twelve. <laughs> I don't want to be Dude, that kind of person. How do you, you decide know? what you post? Because like I've been thinking a lot about social media, and I honestly I don't use it much aside from uh, honestly Twitter is one of my bigger ones. But I spend a lot of my time, kind of similar to you, in my Discord community or on Twitch. But every now and then I'll see a post from you on Twitter, and I'm like, it's it's something like, "Thank you guys for the stream last night," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, so wholesome." Like, how do you decide what you share? Uh, with the world in regards to your stream because again there's plenty of people out there who are like you need to be clipping your your streams and sharing this on this network and doing it this way and hashtag like this and you just have to make sure that when you post something it's it's short and precise but not overly precise to the point where you're not going to be able to connect with people right it's a it's a fine line because you know, obviously people are going to appreciate that. Oh my God, you know, they, they got straight to the point. Like they didn't dilly dally around this or that. Um, but people like it more as well when you're just, I guess, direct about your feelings sometimes, but not, but you don't go in circles. Right. Cause I think that's, that's the problem with Twitter sometimes is that people go in circles a lot. Yeah. It's easy and to do. Yeah, because you know it's it's what's the limit now, two forty, two forty characters. Yeah, no two two forty I think. Yeah, because then it's not like Facebook where you know. Um, Just write yourself an essay. Yeah. On Twitter, it's because of the short um, the short character limit. It really you does force you to continuously. Like... Yeah. Yeah, because now they have that little plus button. So, like, I could get halfway through a thought and be like, I'm going to make this 15 tweets long. Yeah. Which sometimes I've seen some people use it that I've, like, read all of them and gone, okay, this was a really good post. But maybe make a blog out of it. <laughs> You're better off making a blog. Yeah, especially if it's, like, if, if it's great content that really needs, like, 15 to 25 tweets to explain. It's probably yeah. worth preserving in something better than a tweet. It's but. It's a fine line to... To walk on sometimes when it comes to being conscious about what you want to post like for me I keep it I keep my my Twitter directly connected to my twitch so that's where I post when I'm going live or that's when I post you know a simple thank you if I see something interesting on Twitter because it's a live feed oh yeah I'm gonna like I said earlier I'm gonna like it and retweet it if it you know if it's funny as heck or if it adds substance to you know my my page like let's say people know that i i like final fantasy then 
which is very obvious, then I never would have guessed. I'm gonna <laughs> then I <laughs> then I would obviously look for something related to that, and if it's interesting, then you know I'll repost it and stuff. But other than that, I don't, you know. Yeah. I, I try to keep it. Let's just say I try to keep it linear, because then otherwise. It's also a matter of people being able to find what they're looking for on your page. Because if you if you keep posting a, bu- a bunch of random shit, you know, then all the important stuff's going to be buried under there. Yeah. And it's going to take longer for people to look for. So what's the point, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, nope. I mean, nobody wants to spend three hours surfing through tweets just to look for a single, hey, guys, I'm going live. (laughs) Right. If anyone were to ask you for advice, like, hey, I'm thinking about starting up on Twitch. I don't know if I want to, like, go for it or not. Like, do you have any advice for people who are starting out? And Do your research. That is my number one advice. Do your research. Because a lot of people think that it's easy. And a lot of people think that you just hit the live you know go live button and you're set it's not it really isn't there's a lot of production or you know care that goes into streaming there and yeah a lot of people will think that oh you know i just need to buy this and this and this and this and then i'm okay okay but then what happens when it when it you know gets broken what do you do and then you have to do another set of research And then that will, you know, because you don't want to be that kind of person who, oh, I have all this money. I can do whatever I want. I can just buy something and it would totally be okay. And then you're going to keep ending up buying stuff. And then a lot of people think that it's 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 cheap to stream. I will say this realistically. It's not because, you know, you don't have to have the best gear. But you do need to have gear that will help you last. Right. Like you can start from relatively cheap, but if you're looking at it as any sort of like a something you want to continue doing, then you end up investing in it sometimes a lot Exactly. over time. Mm -hmm. And and make sure that you know how to fix it and that you're and that you're willing to go and fix it no matter how many hours it takes and that you're you're fine with. You know, taking a day off from streaming because you want to make sure that your gear is 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 fine. A lot of people will be put off by, you know, the concept of streaming because it's it's, you know, it's hassling to fix them for a couple hours. Well, welcome to the world of tech. My God, that's, that's so it. accurate. That's, that's essentially what it is. That welcome to technology where. 95% of the time, it bites your ass. <laughs> and it sometimes... And the, 5% is just, and the 5% is just you enjoying it for like three hours. So, <laughs> oh, God. that's it. And then sometimes something goes wrong <laughs> and you have no idea what's gone wrong and you have to look up like solutions on Google and you're like, all of this sounds like black magic to me. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? And also, don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's the one thing that the streamers feel like I still am sometimes to be completely honest with you yeah I feel like that's something that some people are gonna you know or how they feel is um is shameful or something it's not yeah like I've been I've been off and on twitch for 
like three or four years now. And I only started like recently getting more, I guess, hardcore into it or more serious about it recently. Mm-hmm. I have learned like I don't think a day goes by that I don't learn something in regards to the stream, whether it's like, oh, this yes. broke. Why did it break? There is always that's that's the wonderful thing I feel like about streaming is that there's always something new. Do you find it more exhilarating or frustrating when stuff goes like that? Now I've learned to just relax about it when something breaks and I tell my stream or my discord that, hey, so I want to sort this out first. I'm going to take you know, a few hours or maybe a full day off. I'll get this sorted. I'll update you guys. That's it. Because otherwise, you know, I want to be like a crybaby about it. Right. You know, and how because... how do you go about sharing that if you end up needing to take a day off and like you want to let people know because you don't just want to not show up? Do you tweet it? Do you Discord it? Do you do both? Yeah, I I I Discord it. Sometimes I I put it on Twitter. Sometimes I say it on on Discord. But I try to keep it within my core community. So Discord, you know, I tell them. Hey, so I'm going to update you guys. I'm just sorting something out. We're going to be a little late today. If I can stream today, I will. If not, I'll see you guys on this day. Do you find that you're, the community that you've built is usually pretty accepting of that? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. They're, they're, very, they're very understanding of it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's tech. You, know, you do have to take your time to get it sorted because otherwise, I mean, everything might snowball or something right i've always so like nervous if i have to troubleshoot anything or i'm like i'm gonna take a day off from streaming whether it's for personal reasons like i work too much today and i'm just burnt out and exhausted you you know you'd actually be surprised in terms of um you know self-care twitch is a lot more accepting of you know of let's say emotional or mental health issues and they will, you know, communities, really caring communities will actually tell you, you know, it's okay, dude, like, take a break. You need it. And just, you know, come back when you're ready, when you're 100% again. Yeah. And we'll be here. Which is, honestly, it shocked me at first. I was like, this is unreal. Because then, you know, again, it harkens back to our to our YouTube days. Because at the time, it was like, oh, you missed this day. Like, oh, like you, you suddenly feel the pressure. Like, oh, I didn't get to upload my content on this day. And I missed my schedule. And then everything is just like, you know. Suddenly, it feels like there's an avalanche. Yeah. Because <laughs> you missed one day. Yeah, definitely. But no, but no with, with Twitch, it's a lot more... Because it's live. So, you know, people understand that if you're able to show up, then you show up. If you're not able to, there's always tomorrow, and that's fine. If not tomorrow, then there's another day. Right. And it's fine. It's it's absolutely it's it's honestly comforting to me. I think people are a lot more understanding with the with it being live because it's not like where if someone says, "Hey, I'm gonna miss my upload this week," that people just start to assume, mm-hmm. "Oh, they've gotten lazy and this is gonna be a trend." Yeah. It's like yes. this person's been live every day for the last three like months years whatever like however long they've been streaming for and it's like i know that they're going to take a day off because they're live they can't be like fluish and on stream or whatever the situation is and they're like but they'll end up coming back because it's not like that you have to wait for them to produce something it's just they show up they're live as far as the like end users concerned 
Yeah. Yeah, we actually talked about that a lot earlier with um, the technical side that no one sees for like live streams because mm-hmm. everyone just outside of it, I think, has this misconception that you just you hit the go live button, you play a lot of games, and people throw money at you, mm-hmm. and it's that's your day. <laughs> no. Like, boy, if only. If only, if only if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. But it's still there's still a grind to it. There, there definitely is. Have you been? In, mm-hmm. I've, I mean, personally, like the things that I learned for when, when I was doing YouTube productions, it was fun and all. But I find that I'm mm-hmm. both learning a lot more and more rapidly with doing things live, because you kind of don't have like the mm-hmm. something messed up. I'll worry about it tomorrow. It's like the, oh, something is screwed up. I need to deal with it now or I'm not streaming again Mm -hmm. until I fix it. It's just a lot more. Let's just say that the whole Twitch side is a lot more relaxed when it comes to content. And you'd be surprised like with the amount of people that would actually prefer you being you rather than overhyping stuff. Yeah. And acting like you're on catnip or whatever <laughs> yep um which seems like it's getting worse in the youtube community like well because you know it's you gotta get that attention and oh my god this is so funny because i was actually watching the i, I don't know if you watch shane dawson do you, do you watch shane dawson i i've seen a few of his videos but i'm not i'm not like you should okay i don't like jake paul i do not but you should watch a series on that because it's not only him that, you know, that is the focus. It, it's like um, it's like it reflects the whole YouTube side, and it makes you wonder about content creators on that side too. Like, what are they doing just to get the attention? And you get the attention by acting crazy. Yeah, you get the attention by ending up making headlines like doing some Logan Paul shit. Mm-hmm. And then that and makes the whole community look bad. Mm-hmm. So then it's like kind of sad. Uh, it is. It's kind of sad. Quite tragic. Because you know how people are just like, oh, YouTube used to be this this site for just posting random shit. Exactly. Yeah, cat videos and the whatnot. The randomest things. Yeah, ra- the randomest thing. Not treat it like a TV channel where, you know, every time you turn it on there's something crazy or batshit happening but anything for the views do you think maybe that's that's like how twitch is doing so well and fitting into like the culture is that we've the internet has kind of driven us to a point where we're looking for the next crazy mind-blowing thing but you can only go on that road for so long before you're just exhausted Mm -hmm. from the next great thing the next great thing and twitch kind of stepped in and was like you guys can relax and just like hang out with real people. Yeah, just exactly. That's exactly what it is because every platform out there, I mean, I'm not going to put any platform on a pedestal because there's always pros and cons to each one, but I'm just basing this off of my experience. Um, When I made the shift, for me, every other platform made it seem like um, it was just like reality TV to me which I don't like. And, you know, there are some personalities on Twitch that seem to treat the platform as a as reality TV. Let's just say, 
Um, but then again, you know, it really depends on what you're looking for on the platform and what you want. And, you know, if, if you just stick to the sensible stuff, you know, channels with substance, I think, you know, your experience on the platform is going to be much more than you think. Because the way that I see it, the other platforms that I've that I've tried to explore or have explored, the you know apart from all of the ridiculous batshit stuff that I've seen, the only other reason why it's not working is because the algorithm is just it's just balls. Yeah, algorithm has become a very dirty word thanks to. <laughs> the internet it's just yep yep there's an algorithm you better know how to speak algorithm or you're never going to get found mm-hmm. and to some degree it is um it is effective but um at the same time you know at the end of the day do you you have to think is that really all it is i mean because you want to you want to build a community right you don't want to build an army of robots right so hopefully it's so weird like i was thinking about it the other day and about how like what kind of community we're trying to build for for my channel Mm -hmm. and i'm like i want to bring in as many people that are just like about the wholesome goodness of gaming as possible Mm -hmm. and i feel like we've done a pretty good Mm -hmm. job with that so far but of course, a lot of people from the outside might look at it and be like, oh, you have a small following. Oh, you don't have an, you could be doing so much better. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. Like, this is all condensed to all the people that I would willingly spend my time with. Yeah. Well, all I have to tell you is fuck all the haters. Exactly. Um, actually, I was going to ask you too. Did you, do you have any like friends that you've made um, that like just people who have popped into your chat that you've actually would consider a friend like maybe you don't hang out in real life but you, yeah. you definitely would yeah definitely most of the i'd say most of the regulars in my channel um which you know i would say that i can count them on my fingers um because then again you know i'm not a very big group kind of person i've never been i actually like smaller groups of people which is so weird to say because, you know, when you're live streaming, you would want to bring in a lot of people, right? It's only natural because you're live streaming, of course. When you look at your numbers, what do you say? Oh, I want more viewers. There's nothing wrong with admitting that. But for me, it's my group of friends or the people that I communicate regularly with on Discord. They're only a handful, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm more than okay with that. I think that's kind of great, actually. Like, I'm almost not as afraid of, you know, the whole, like, getting big and being a bigger streamer, if only because, like, there is still the Discord community. And even if I've got so many people that are in my chat that are just, like, followers that aren't people that I know or people that I necessarily would be hanging out with that... And I can't even read my chat because it's going so fast. Like if I get to that point, like mm-hmm. I can at least know that there is a home and a community where I can actually talk to those people and feel like I'm making a connection. And I, I like that. Um, 
I was gonna say something and then I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, I was. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, it gives you space as well to get to know newer people on the stream. It's kind of difficult sometimes as well when you're streaming because when people see that you're relaxed and you're, you know, you're just chill. You're not. You're not trying too hard. People immediately want to get close to you. You know, they want to immediately cozy up to you and think that they can join in on everything that you do. Right. And I shy away from that, actually. I'm not I'm not quick to invite people to play with me because I want to get to know them first and how they interact with me and the rest of the people in my stream. Step into it slowly rather than having to like double back. Oh, later. yeah. Yeah. And be like, hey, Prepare I know move. you thought that we were cool and all, but like you're overstepping some boundaries and I need you to back off. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, where'd this exactly. come from? All, we were buddy buddy the other day. Exactly. Like, I think that's also one thing that people have to be aware about when they get into streaming. You have to know your boundaries and you have to be really open to putting your foot down. You have to. Because otherwise, people are going to think that it's okay to act like hot shit on your stream so that they can get attention. Right. You really have to make it known that, okay, you're acting like a crazy person right now, and you're making people uncomfortable, and that's not what we want here. Yeah, because you're so, almost like the, the, the parent of your own community. And you're exactly. kind of like you are the mom or the dad, yeah, of fifteen other people that watch, right? Like ten, ten other people or fifteen other people. You have to be prepared for that. That's one of the things that and I was like. Have, Go on. Yeah. No, I was gonna say you have to have like attentive mods too. That too. And mods that actually have an iron fist and are not afraid to you to have an iron fist, which is actually my my issue right now, is oh. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine doing everything yourself for two years? Ugh. And you can't find really good mods or, like, a perfect fit for mods that are not afraid to police people when they step out of line? See, I got really lucky with my mods. <laughs> like, That's good. Raw Zombie, who sits them. in my chat, is, like, very good with the ban hammer when necessary. We had someone come into our chat yeah. and do a fake donation. Like, I don't oh know if you've ever had those, those people I, that pop oh in. Oh my god, yes, that has happened to okay. me before, but I'm like, quick I'm quick to I yeah, I'm quick to spot. It's so easy to spot if it's it really yeah. is because it just it everything shows up in a different color and you don't get any alerts or anything. And then in my mm -hmm. case, I'm like, I didn't set up a way for you to donate, so I know you're full of shit. But it was Thankfully thankfully Twitch alerts you if it's an actual donation. Yeah. And so like, like it will be great. It pops up the gray background or something. And it's like so yeah. and so has donated fifty dollars with the message, "Hey guys." Did you say thank you? And no, uh, because okay. I looked up to look at the chat to go, "What is that weird color?" And I just see right. my mod go, "No, you fucking didn't." And then the user is banned, and I'm like, "Oh shit, awesome." Oh, thank God. Because I have it. I've That's had good. to add it. It's one of those things like, right, because you can make rules for your chat, which I know you have and I have. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I <laughs> one of my main rules that I or my final rule that I add anytime I have to write rules, I try and keep them as minimal as possible. So I'm like, use yeah. common sense, be respectful. 
Uh, mods have the final say. And then please don't make me write more rules. None of us want that. And unfortunately, <laughs> this made me write more rules because now I have to be like, don't fake donations in chat. It will earn you an instant You have ban. to be specific. You have to be specific. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> people, proxy, people don't have common sense. Sometimes. They don't. It's very uncommon. And that's why you have to <laughs> that's why you have to be specific. <laughs> uh, I just think of it like think of it like raiding in an MMO, right? There's a party finder. What are you looking for for your party? You have to be specific. What do you want? It's like taking it's like ordering at a McDonald's. What do you want? Oh god. Do you want pickles in your burgers? But then I say hold the pickles and they give me pickles anyway. They don't care. Well, then they don't have comments. <laughs> then they sense. get the ban hammer. <laughs> then they get the ban hammer. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm gonna end Blacklist up. Them. I'm just gonna end up being one of these people that you you like go to view the chat rules and it just says please read our terms and conditions by clicking OK you agree and then it's like a three page terms and conditions that gets <laughs> into the very specific details of these things that you should not do. That's that's like the number one lie that people. Oh God, right? Know. I agree to the following <laughs> terms and conditions. Like, and I think it's interesting yeah. that. Um, like platforms like Facebook, they have rules of like what mm. you can and cannot post. Yes. They keep mm. them secret. And I was listening to an interesting podcast huh. about it. And because right. they had this crazy situation back in 2008 um, with people, I'm, I won't get into the whole story, but basically they're like, okay, we're taking these specific photos down because they're inappropriate. And then people went, they're not inappropriate though. And this is why. And they went, Okay, well, we'll write in a clause for that. And and then people started playing the rules and, like, trying to find loopholes and be like, well, technically. So now they keep all the rules and regulations a secret so people don't try and game them. Huh. And I'm like, that's great, but also you're not helping anyone to obey those rules. They shouldn't be keeping the rules secret, though. No, but I don't know. I'm hoping I can find a good way to, to make my rules make sense and be thorough enough just just say i guess refer to the twitch tos or something yeah to see what you can and cannot you know because otherwise you know people are just gonna be like oh so this isn't allowed oh but what if i do this you know i i hate those people <laughs> i'm like what if i hit the you ban button you shouldn't be you shouldn't be like dealing with those <laughs> i want to play a game and chat with people i don't want to sit here and deal with you trying to tell me the loopholes that you found in my legal system i'm not a lawyer oh oh my god how do you okay how do you deal with backseaters though have you ever dealt with backseaters yet oh god a few times here and there yeah um mm. oh, so i i mean more often than not people will come in and be like Oh hey, what are uh, what are we doing here? Are you doing like with my Undertale run? They'll come in and they're like, "Are we right. doing pacifist, genocide, <laughs> neutral? What are we doing here?" And uh, oh god, and I'm like, "Okay, so I'm on technically neutral, but I'm playing it like a pacifist because I can't hurt anyone in this game. I feel too bad. So right. that's what we're doing. And now I try and include it in like the mm -hmm. descriptions and whatnot when I can, so people know what to expect coming in. Because I can't, mm -hmm. I can't stand. I haven't had too many issues, I guess, with people backseat gaming on the game that I'm playing." But, right. uh, oh no, I had, I did have one because one guy came in and was like, I was playing Outlast for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. I had not played Outlast before and I had not <laughs> seen anyone play Outlast before. So everyone's excited to mm -hmm. just watch me scream my face off. And right. someone had come in and they were like, this character is me now. And I'm like, I mean, I'm cool with, with referring what? to the character as you. Like, well, they were like, no, the character. Were they role playing or something? I guess so. 
so they're like this character is me and I'm like okay I mean I'm I'm fine with that but like any time that I was like okay so we found I forget his name was it Connor or something they're like okay so I found uh, Connor's camera and they were like no and they corrected me to their username and I'm like don't correct me <laughs> we're just gonna play the game I think they were role playing proxy probably I don't I think they were role playing <laughs> very strange regardless <laughs> Um, but I've also had people come in. There was a back when Overwatch first came out. Um, oh, what were we playing? I think we were playing Diablo or something. And people would come in. Uh, I had one person come in and they're like, you know, you get a lot more viewers if you played Overwatch. And I'm like, yeah, I realize that. But I don't want to play Overwatch. I can't afford it. Right. This this is what I want to oh. play. And this is what I can't afford. Mm-hmm. Why? Have you had backseat gaming issues? Oh, yeah. Do tell. <laughs> it's. You know what? I've never had this, like, oh my god. Let's just say the Final Fantasy X, my audience for that was the worst. Oh god. In terms of backseat gaming. I can imagine, especially when you're in a game where, like, the fight systems are like Final Fantasy, where it's tactical. And all of a sudden, I'm assuming, like, you start getting those people that, like... I know how this game works inside and out. My yeah. my father works at Nintendo and coded it. Let me explain <laughs> to you what you need to be. And you're like, can I just play the game, please? Can we just enjoy? I love how I love how people. I love it when people act like I don't know how to play an FF game or that I won't learn it. Have you had? I I have to ask. Have you had people pop into your stream and be like, "Oh, a girl playing Final Fantasy." Or does that not happen to you? Thankfully, no. Thank goodness. Uh-oh. I'm glad. I hope the world no. is getting over that. No. Even if, it, if, even if, um, I mean, if, even if I did, I would still kick their ass anyway, so. Like, the, the world of gatekeeping is just I, I, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I have seen, you know, thankfully it hasn't happened to me, but I have seen, you know, streamers up there still getting that treatment. Like, sexist remarks from other people. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I've I've seen, you know, the worst. But thankfully, it hasn't happened to me. I I try to keep away from. Like I said, um, I don't really aggressively rub shoulders, so I feel like stuff like that happens in really big communities, where people probably think, oh, they have this amount of viewers, so it's probably okay to act like this kind of thing, yeah. this kind of person. I hope that so. those situations can continue avoiding you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it sounds like you have a I pretty mean, good they're, handle they're, on your community. And it, it's one of those things, like, when your community is a certain way, new people can come in. I I have had experiences, though, where... Oh, my God. Um, there was... There were, there were actually two instances where people donated... To try and get a hold of me, IRL. Okay. Let's just say. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. I refunded that shit. That's. Uh, I can't. Let's just say that they. I felt like I was being paid. To. It's like one of one of those like I, what am I a piece of meat to you? Exactly. Like that's. I felt like I was being treated as an object, and my Discord was very much aware of it. Like. I said, um, there was one time where, you know, I said there was this guy, let's just, he was, he was old. Let's just say I, I'm, you know how in PayPal you can see the, the email of who sent the money, right? Right. I was like, this is really shady. 
this is a really shady amount. And there was it was followed by a really lewd comment or borderline lewd comment. And I was like, oh boy. Oh god. This is not cool. And I I searched up the email and it looks uh, it turns out the guy was like really old. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is uh-uh, no. I refunded the money, sent them a message. I was like, don't send me anything anymore. It's not what I, you know, this is not what it's for. Yeah. I don't I don't sell anything. Th- this is for like the kindness of your heart not to try and start any sort of contract with me. Yeah. I I just I just told him that, you know, you probably donated this cuz you had good intentions, but I don't want this money. And I'd rather like I was thinking, like I'd rather you save this for your pension or something. Oh no, put this back in your retirement account. <laughs> and I said, you know what, I I don't need this right now. It's like, well, good on you. Mm-mm. I refunded that money. Why would I take it? It's dirty money. I don't know. There's plenty of people that would be like, well, you know, I'm gonna take it and hidden not talk to him anyway, because like it's his fault. Oh God, no! It's it's happened twice. I refunded both amounts. Jeez. Because that's that's not see like I've not me. It, Why would I take when it, it comes it's, to like donations and stuff? I I deliberately shut mine off for the fear of people that do chargebacks. But I that's no, not something I had ever thought about. Completely optional. No, it's completely optional. If you if you actually, thankfully for for services like Streamlabs or Muxi, uh, which I use, um, they don't really show your PayPal account when people donate. That's good because I don't want people um, having my email address. No, there, no, there's, there's actually a, um, there's like a tick box that says that, oh, by, you know, by checking this tick box, you, um, are willing to pay the processing fees to avoid chargebacks. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when, when people click your donate button, um, when when you pass it through services like Streamlabs, they're not gonna show your your face, your email, your full name on PayPal. No, it's like it's it's a donation page. It's a legit donation page. Like if there's a message you want to leave, if there's you know specific amount, and then you hit the tick box and then donate. Nice. So basically, Streamlabs or Muxi, they're covering your ass. So you know. When you grab that link and paste it on your your donate panel, um, it's basically your security. I mean, I appreciate from that. People, yeah, from people ever really knowing who you are, your actual name and whatnot. It's... Of course, when they when they log into PayPal, they'll see something differently. But if you want to keep things contained, you know, within the realm of Twitch, you have to have that cover. Did, okay, so otherwise, I have to anyone ask. Anyone else is gonna grab info. Did yeah. Did you see that Facebook tried to do a, a gaming live stream platform? Yeah, I did. What were your thoughts on that? Because I I was like, really, guys, you're gonna hop on the I'm upset that YouTube doesn't pay me real money bandwagon. No, I feel like everybody's just coming after Twitch now, because it's such a saturated platform. They really are. I mean, I don't really like. Yeah. I've known plenty of people that are on other platforms and have a great time of it. I'm not about being like platform brand specific. It just happens mm-hmm. to be where I'm at. I just thought it was interesting. Like, and I saw them at PAX East, um, this beginning of this Facebook year. Gaming. Facebook gaming. 
I got some stickers from them. Yeah. Like that was cool and all. But I wish I had asked because they were like, do you have any questions about Facebook gaming? And I wanted to be like, with all the issues you have on, like we that communities have on Twitch with people finding out people's personal information and like swatting them mm-hmm. or harassing right. them or stalking them. Like what is a platform like Facebook, which requires you to use a real name for your account? Um, mm-hmm. Like how are they going to, how are they going to stop these people from acting that way? Like it's one thing to have your people that are viewing you not have the anonymity to hide behind. But if you're not protecting right. the identity of your streamers, then mm-hmm. you're going to have all sorts of issues. But yeah, I, I never ended up looking much more into the Facebook gaming market because I always kept seeing like the same three faces on there. And I'm like, these are probably the people that they are like paying to be like, I'm on Facebook gaming and it's amazing. A lot of people have actually jumped ship from Twitch to go to um, Facebook gaming, which honestly really surprised me. Um, but you know what's involved in that, and I don't need to reiterate it. Right. I think a lot of people do jump platforms because they're either... I mean, there's there's the the light side and the dark side to it. Like, on the lighter side, it's just like, oh, I'm not really digging what Twitch offers me for services. Uh, I want to try mm-hmm. this other platform that has cooler stuff that I think that I really will enjoy. But I think more mm-hmm. often than not, and I think too often, you see people that jump platform because they're like, I've been streaming on Twitch for a week and I haven't gotten paid yet. And it's like, where exactly. where do you think you're going to go that you're going to just show up and they're like, here's a paycheck, do whatever you want. Exactly. Well, when when they grabbed people or when they were, they were immediately, you know, um, personalities to cover Facebook gaming... Um, those people were already established on other platforms and of course it's like a competition you know they would grab whoever's going to be able to rake the most um, views or exposure for them so I mean it's marketing yeah there's nothing else to be said it's it's a normal thing in the world of marketing and advertising and you know you have to do it if you want to start up something that's going to compete with other platforms like like Twitch or YouTube then yeah um it's the same thing for other platforms like mixer a lot of people from the twitch side or the youtube side uh, the youtube side have you know jumped ship to join mixer which isn't it claimed by windows i'm pretty sure yeah that's microsoft's product or microsoft right yeah but what's interesting about these platforms is that some of the features mimic each other like twitch now has um soundboards right that feature was already in mixer Huh. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool if they, if they can comfortably pull from each other, but at the same time, you have, like, the brand arguments that people will get into. Like, we had that first on our platform. It's like, that's yeah. that's cool, but obviously it was a good idea. So, like, another platform borrowed it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's perfectly normal, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... it's it happens every day. I f- it happens it's like, at the end of the day, you kind of need to just be wherever you're comfortable and whatever works for you. Absolutely. Stay on a platform that um, makes you feel like you'll hit the marks in terms of, you know, viewer engagement and content creation and, you know, whatever whatever else you're aiming for. If you have to keep jumping ship um, to explore that or to reach that, do it. Because at the end of the day, you're still growing as a streamer, as a yeah. person. So. And it honestly will take forever until you find the right one. I mean, for me, I don't think Twitch is the end-all 
you know, is the end for me. It's not the end of the road for me. I mean, who knows? I mean, you, you just, you honestly just never know what's going to happen to the platform at the end of the day. That's true. Something else could come along. You now. could decide you want to do something else and get into something yeah. else. And God knows oh, I've that, done that, it a thousand actually, times. Yeah, that actually reminds me the other day. Um, I was looking through Humble Bundle and I found this service called Caffeine. I don't know if you've heard of it. I that. have heard of Caffeine. It's apparently, yeah, it's apparently a live streaming thing. I was like, huh, this is new. I've never heard of this before. And then a friend of mine, the same per, uh, the same friend who actually asked me why I wasn't like aggressively rubbing shoulders, he said, oh, I've heard about Caffeine. Like, I know a few streamers who have actually switched to Caffeine from Twitch. It's like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't checked the service out for myself, but that's mostly because I'm still so busy learning everything there is to learn about Twitch and how to work what I want to work there. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much to like things update on the daily and I'm like trying to keep up with what's going on between like just between Twitch and Streamlabs is enough to drive mm-hmm. you insane because it's like it's cool that they're pushing the platform <laughs> so much and they're they're really yeah. focused on like what can yeah. we do that's going to improve the experience. But at the same time, I'm like, every day there's a major update or something. And like Streamlabs yes. just put out their uh, apps. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's a thing here. And they're like, oh, we also integrated chatbot. Oh, also, you can run a merch store. Oh, also. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my God, there's so much. There is a lot. It's great, though, because at least you have the variety in there. But I feel like it's it's too much. That's why I stuck with um, another service like Muxie, because they keep things pretty linear. Yeah, I like the, the variety of great, options. Though. Yeah, you can mix and match, though. Just because you use Streamlabs doesn't mean you can use Muxie. But there are certain certain um, variables within Streamlabs that are going to clash with Muxie, so you kind of have to pick one or the other. Yeah, I'm probably going to, um, just because of my time with it and how much I've already spent on like stick learning with Streamlabs, it, yeah. I'll end up sticking with Streamlabs. But... Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being on the show. And talking about your your career or your your life on twitch you're welcome i'm really happy to honestly have you know taken the chance for the interview because it's been a while it's been so it's long. been too long i'm glad that you agreed to come just... on and, and and chat a little bit about your experiences and everything that's kind of happened from yeah. us meeting through a collaboration on twitch to now our twitter to now did you wanna? Did you wanna tell people what actually happened during that gaming session? Uh, about your lag. Yeah, about my lag. Oh my the god! The power of lag. The power of lag. <laughs> well, it's like my my memory of it, and I still have the video, which I always meaning to go back and like re-edit a better clip. <laughs> is like. Oh god! It was one of the most incredible collaborations. I was talking about it with a friend earlier today because it was mm. Static who bought the game and was like, hey, who wants to play this game with me for YouTube? And mm-hmm. like the few of us that hit him up that got the keys to the game was me, mm-hmm. you, and Mr. Mortake. And mm. so there were th- four of us going into this and Static was stationed in Japan. Um, right. You're out, I don't remember where, Philippines? I've never left the Philippines. So, yeah, so you're still there. Um, yeah. And then Mr. Mordecai was based out of Germany. And then I'm here on the East Coast U.S. So we were in four right. different time zones trying to collaborate on the same game. And it wasn't easy. We ended up all having it to install um, mm-hmm. Hamachi. I forget. like Yes. The, oh, my God. You remember yes. the tech support? Like, oh, my God. 
Oh my god. Thank you for calling Hamachi Tech Support. <laughs> can I help you? And can I help you? Static and I managed to get connected okay. And it took forever before mm. you finally came into the game. Yes. And your lag. I still had a really terrible internet at the time. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. Was you were just glitching through things. <laughs> and, like, for both of us, we couldn't see what the heck was going on. Like, bullets were passing straight through you. Sometimes you'd die just by breathing. <laughs> you'd, like, go to jump from one platform to another, and all of a sudden you're on all ends of the screen, and then you just glitch yourself yeah. into lava. Remember, remember. Remember when my microphone was still so sucky at the time? Like I was just like clipping everything. Oh, it was wonderful. Those were <laughs> still, truly the good days. I was still, I was still a new back then with like audio stuff and you know all of that junk. It was, it, it was. We were still so fresh out of the YouTube oven at the time. We were. See, I think this is what's really important is like maintaining the friendships that you make as you're as you're um, working on your content creation so that you can have these conversations and go back and like reflect on oh my gosh I remember when we were both really like green at this whole thing and didn't know what we were yes. doing and because mm -hmm. oh man I it wasn't easy being green it was not <laughs> I should know I was green and static was red <laughs> oh that my was God. the whole that was when the uh wait really was he actually red? yeah he was red oh I was my green God. uh hashtag what are they doing behind the bushes was a thing that we kept saying. <laughs> I'm going to have to see if I can oh find that God. clip because, my God, I think if I just search, oh yeah, God. dude, bloody trap land. Oh, no. <laughs> I assure you right now that because now I have fiber internet. I've upgraded, you know, but I feel like even if I did play that game, I would still be glitching everywhere. I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm so confused. Is that really me? <laughs> yep. Like, what? And you listen to your audio and you're like, why? Why is this like this? It makes me feel so nice, but at the same time, it's like, oh my fucking God, what were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we were having fun. I, I watch a lot of my older stuff just to just, like, sober me up whenever I feel like, oh, I haven't made it that far really in my career. And I look back and I'm like, never mind. Yeah. I've, I've come a good ways. Again, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. We appreciate having you here. Uh, I, I will let you know when it comes out. And for those that are looking for, for Mooncat, uh, I'm going to drop your uh, your Twitch and Twitter down in the description oh, yes. for, for people to mm -hmm. find. So you don't have to try and spell it for them. It's just, it's there. Oh, yeah. You want to you wanna find her? <laughs> it's, it's right there. Go check it there. Yeah. Um, don't be a creep. That's, that's all we ask. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. You're going to have like 20 other people who are going to punch you in the nuts. And you don't want that. <laughs> It's true. Thankfully, I think the crossover <laughs> between my type of community and your type of community is probably pretty close. So anyone that's listening to this podcast mm -hmm. is probably a good fit. I would hope. Oh, yeah. And on that note, we'll see you guys again next week. Until then, keep Thank creating. You. AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. To find out more about our guests this week, check the links in the description. Our intro music is 9 to Thrive by Culla. Find out more about Kulla by visiting Kulla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yeahdudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line, Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.